You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. And with that, what's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. <gasps> we switched seats. <laughs> oh, okay. And Justin Davis. Scoop. Now I'm all messed up. And Sam Claiborne. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh. And we've got a great show for this week. Big show. So much to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, uh, next-gen console features. We're going to talk about a new Mortal Kombat collection. Mm-hmm. But first... Sam is something he'd like to share with the I'm class. So excited. I don't. I don't know if I have something I'd like to share. I keep hearing every week on GameScoop mm-hmm. <laughs> that if you turn on the recurring segment, your Final Fantasy VII game, and hit a button, it tells you where the heck to go. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just going around here in this game. There's no door anywhere. And I don't know what the heck to do. So what's the tip? Well, it, on the original game, you would hit select, but I don't Which know what it's mapped minus to. Button. I think well, now, it, now there's a little arrow on my guy. And then it, it highlights exits. Is it there? We'll be oh, dipped in dog Is shit. it that little arrow? <laughs> you gotta bleep that. I don't have to bleep. We oh. said no more bleeping. Uh, you can't even see You know, that. It's, it's so fine. blurry. It's fine. It's, it's yeah. fine. Okay. Well, we believe you. And we're glad that you can finally... Are you in disc two? Navigate around. Right. Is this why you wanted to switch so there's you can no just no way to know if I'm in disc two or not. Uh... There's so many things going on right now. <laughs> this is very helpful. Thanks, everybody. We did it. And thanks for nothing, Game Scoop. <laughs> what? Why? They, we told you twice. Yeah, well, until somebody tweeted at me, I didn't remember. See, there's a thing that happens that's called Game Scoop and M- Show Amnesia. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everything we talk about on the show, I yeah. at least don't remember. We just that's, black out right after this. That's, that a, you that's a super real thing where someone off, well, the thing, the version of it I get is people like tweet at me some funny quote or something that they like from the show. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what's that? And they're like, you, you said, said it. That. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't have any memory of that. Memory's well, funny. Well, what happens with that too is that it, it's usually something that I said when they say that to you and you're like, I definitely don't remember saying that. I'm like, I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, Next gen consoles. They're top of mind with everyone. Everyone's excited about them. I like them. Um, You're for them? Yeah. Okay. You think they should happen? Justin has several of them at home. Wow. He doesn't. (laughs) They were next gen. Um, (laughs) Our friends over at gamesindustry.biz ran a survey of 8,000 gamers aged 11 to 64 across UK, Germany, Spain, and France, and Italy. Uh, asking them what next-gen console feature is most important to you, mm-hmm. to the people that took the survey. Uh, and we've, we've run a similar survey like mm-hmm. this to IGN, but I thought this was interesting. It's a pretty good sample size, 8,000 people in, uh, in the UK and Europe. Um, what do you think is the most, the most wanted next-gen console feature? Backward compatibility. 
Mm. It's a not, controller. It's not. I that. think that was our poll result when <laughs> we ran ours, that poll yeah, on our homepage. Yeah. Also, uh, we well, Dan Stapleton ran a feature around how backward compatibility is basically the trend for next gen. It's become mm-hmm. the standard. Was subscription service on there? <laughs> that was not on there. It's got to be no. It's got to be like power. It was. Mm. It was better graphics. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who sure. could forget better well, what, graphics? What was the full list? Well, hold on. I just can't. I just. I think that's uh, no, no, no. I just think it's amazing that people could look at AAA games today and be like, Insist "Man, on more. I just can't wait." <laughs> These next gen consoles just can't get here fast enough. No, but you gotta. God of War. <laughs> no, but look, look, look. That's the kind of quote that in like ten years gets brought back up. Like, think about <laughs> PS3 games and you compare them to now. And like, there's probably some mm. quote from Gamescoop 2011 where like, video games can't and can't don't possibly even look, look better, any than, better this. than this. I said Maybe. that during the Resident Evil 4 era. I was like, yeah. why would we need games to look better than this? And and I, I mean, that game looks amazing still. Yeah. There's the candles. Oh my god! A big part of it is like frame rate, right? So it's like maybe in level of detail and quality. Well, that's more performance like, to your earlier point. Yeah, maybe we've peaked yeah. out a little bit. Also, like the PS3 and Xbox One, the big debates were like the really finite amount of differentiation between graphical fidelity. So maybe that's just a carryover. Yeah. Well, better graphics was far and away the most desired next-gen console feature in this survey. The only other feature to get anywhere close to that level of consensus was shorter load times. Mm. Um, 8K resolution was less important than motion controls, backwards compatibility, and ability to play physical games. So they want better graphics, but 8K resolution, they... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deprioritize. Because that just means you have to buy a, yeah. another expensive television. I don't even have a 4K TV it. yet. Yeah. Motion controls were important to 49% of all surveyed gamers and 57% of console gamers. That's weird. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I know. That's I thought weird. we were over that. I thought so too. Plus, even controllers like the PlayStation 4 controller that have slightly augmented motion controls, like those are almost yeah. entirely abandoned now. There was like in Spider Man, it had a little bit of that, but like it's never it's never used anymore. It's yeah. really funny to go back and play like older, like when that was a newer thing and launch PS4 games. I think it's Uncharted 4 where it's like you shake the controller to throw the grenade. And it's or like, they have the, um, they always added balance beams in. And like every game yeah. had a balance beam. Yeah. yeah, it's like you didn't need that, but you know you got to have the controller to balance yeah. on it. Uh, backwards compatibility was important to forty-eight percent of all surveyed gamers and fifty-nine percent of the console crowd, and playing physical games was important to forty-seven percent sur- surveyed gamers, fifty-eight percent of console gamers. That's Do you remember it? the situation for yeah. backwards compatibility, uh, where when when it was taken out of consoles a lot, uh, the reasoning was always like. We have data and nobody uses it. Yeah. <laughs> or it's it's actually it's only the parents care yeah. about it. It's a selling point for the parents yeah. that oh they'll get to use all their old games. Okay, I can justify the cost. Yeah, or for a kid to say that to the parents. Yeah, exactly. But it is such like a Trojan horse thing. Like I don't think a lot of people keep their collections and dip back in. They just don't. It we is, do because we're you know a mega cops. I've talked about this on Scoop before, but the backwards compatibility on Xbox and the Xbox Live ecosystem is like such an underrated. It's so incredible. Like those games. The fact that you're not booting into some separate weird OG Xbox or Xbox 360 interface. It's like those games are just there and you can buy them and play them. Like you can buy Symphony of the Night on your Xbox One. That's very play cool. Play it. Yeah, like, you're right. You know, SSX. I rebought SSX3. I just had a, a, a desire to play it. Mm-hmm. $10. It was installed mm-hmm. and played. It was all up-resed. It was beautiful. Like, cool. My hat's really off to them for that. You can donate your former consoles. Who needs those anymore? Yeah. I just I just do what a normal person does, and they're just sitting under my yeah. bed. Collecting dust, yeah. 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 Put rest. When well, uh, you have an office like this, you can just bring them in and put them under your desk. Yeah, that's my mm-hmm. new under the bed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just hide it there. Yeah. Everything's it's just storage now. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. I was just I was stunned by uh, how different these poll results are from what we would find if we. Mm-hmm. Surveyed the IGN audience. Um, I think graphics is that it's been the, that's been the same since graphics. Super Nintendo. Right? It just sounds so funny to me. More I'm pretty. Like, I want better graphics. The load times, like, are they really that long? Like, both Sony and Microsoft are talking about load times and demoing them, and then it was what it pulled second here behind graphics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's like, it's because they've been talking about them. It's almost like a marketing trick, I I would yeah. assume, but it it's dependent on the game. In terms of load times. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, like what I control was pretty yeah. insane. I play most, yeah. when I have the choice, I play most stuff on PC. So maybe I'm not like, I don't know how long PS4 load times are for a typical game these days. Uh, the lowest priority features were virtual reality compatibility and handheld mode available. Mm. Sorry, Nintendo. Yeah. It's cool that after, you know, I guess 70 years of, or, uh, or so of video games existing, we're finally solving load time. <laughs> 
It's been a while. And graphics. They weren't the problem at first. Like, we got to get through all that (laughs) stuff, though. And graphics, we're we're still tweaking. I understand that's an ongoing issue. We're almost done with graphics. Load time. We're almost almost the prettiest they can be. Right? We're almost there. (laughs) I think we need a couple generations. But but we're going to fix load times. That was just low on the list for a while. Load times weren't a problem at the beginning. Well. They became a problem two decades in. (laughs) That's true. Except for like uh, what about 64 and stuff like that, but yeah, okay, PC gaming. What about um, when you're waiting, you know, in line at an arcade to play a game? Mm. Does that count as a load time? Yeah, <laughs> you had to put your quarter down. Yep, and then you got to wait. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, some arcade games in just what? a little bit. Yeah, but first, mm. here's a scoop, Jim. Oh, by the way, if you sit in that chair. You're supposed to hit the Oh, that's stick. right. Okay. Can you nope, give the whirl? Nope, yeah, nope, you tell nope, me when. Nope, nope, he, he might I slap your hand. I can still press it. He might, he might slap your hand. <laughs> I forgot to find some fun. Um, so, hey, there's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a scoop gem. You know, every week I like to see what comes up on the uh, Nintendo Switch eShop for release. There's always yeah. some games in there <laughs> that are like, whoof, nobody proofread this. Mm. Just, there, there's nobody manning the ship on the eShop. <laughs> Anything can just show up here. Does it have the Nintendo Much seal of quality? <laughs> yeah. So I found a great example of this uh, this week that I'm going to share with you. But first, an anecdote. Uh, when We're you, like three but yeah. firsts in the past now. <laughs> I feel like it's we need but to- third now. <laughs> yeah, I reserve the right to butt first whenever I want. <laughs> Um, when you are going to look at an M-rated game on Nintendo eShop, on the, actually, when you're going to Nintendo.com, you have to put in your age. Yeah. And there's not a drop-down bar. You have to enter your age. And I'm always just like, 1-1, one, one, you know, 19, whatever. <laughs> yeah. One, one, Did you accidentally <laughs> get classified as 11? No, no. Um, you used to have to put in an age when you were a kid that was farther back than your birth date, but now you can put in an age much newer than your birth date. Yeah. Like that's true. Um, Times changed. But so today, this, today I was just like, uh, whatever, I just typed 1-1-1800, mm-hmm. January 1st, 1800. <laughs> and it didn't let me use it. It said, what did it say? It said- You're too old. Value must be greater than or equal to 1890. 1890? That's like, <laughs> why is that the cutoff? <laughs> that's the world's what? Old- that was that 130 <laughs> years act, ago? Yeah. Like what? Why There's is it 1890? No human older than this. <laughs> Are we sure? Yeah, that's maybe that's it's Damon. Problem. I don't think there's anybody that old. Why not just let people enter anything? Uh, why? You know, not before 1890. Nothing. For, don't be <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder if it's like part of the legal scheme for this. Maybe it you probably know, is. Like, there is something yeah, legal. A like, thousand like, percent. That's going to be what yeah. it is. Within yeah. a range of 130 years. Like, like lawyers what? have determined what the amount of age is yeah, appropriate. Yeah, if you say you were born in the year 1000. Like, okay, know. all yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Hold on. No oh, more funny business. Dracula. Dracula's <laughs> lawyer was older than 18. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Okay, and here's the uh, here's a game that's released. I think it's out now. It's, this is a new game that was released on Nintendo Switch eShop this week. The game is called Refreshing Sideways Puzzle Ghost Hammer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Too many characters for a headline. And here's the game description uh, for Refreshing Sideways Puzzle Ghost Hammer. Can't wait. New system game, Sideways Puzzle. Let's release ghosts from blocks. <laughs> refreshing Sideways Puzzle Ghost Hammer is puzzle game. You join blocks with hammer in. Let's challenge the mission with finding out the movements of blocks falling sideways and down. Oh. oh. The publisher and developer of this game is undefined. <laughs> so well, is, it, is that their name? Or, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's either their name or Nintendo doesn't know who put this game out on their eShop. Who Th- this is, is th- clicking yes to that? <laughs> For what? Like, Isn't there like a whole legal process by which uh, you get uh, a game? Probably on, not. And then you yeah. get paid. It's an intern somewhere. You have to submit like maybe yeah. a, a bank account to get the money that, that you're... Right. It's, uh, yeah. Maybe they are called undefined. Maybe this is the new player unknown. But well, the rest of that is still not okay. It's also it's hard. Miyamoto does that. <laughs> he approves them. It's also hard. You can't really search for undefined developer. It's not returning right. any any useful results. <laughs> did you buy it? How much is it? I don't know how much. Did you look at the screenshots? I did not. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute it's an anime themed puzzle game. Yeah. Can you click on undefined and it brings up other games? No, that'd be it's cool. not clickable. Okay. Anyway, if anyone out there uh, checks out Refreshing Sideways Puzzle Ghost I'm going to search the eShop for Undefined. Yeah. Uh, please uh, let us know. Or Refreshing. What you think of it. Well, I'll find the game for Refreshing. Right? But I want to find more Refreshing games. That's a good point. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Do I need to stop? Will you play music? Yes. Do you, do you need Sit. more Ghost Hammer games? Okay. Let, let's <laughs> listen to this music. Ooh. That's from Shinobi. That's also out on the eShop this week. <laughs> uh, a, Smash them. A Smash new... Them a new Mortal Kombat collection 
has been rated for multiple platforms. Did they spell collection with a K? Peggy, they sure did. Of course. They sure did, as they are legally obligated to. (laughs) Did they rate it K? (laughs) It's rated K. Uh, It's rated for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. It's the original Mortal Kombat trilogy from the arcades, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, The description says, the original Mortal Kombat trilogy that MK fans always wanted. So, there's a bit of drama here. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, well, I mean, it seems to insinuate something that it's probably not intending to, but the drama is that they had originally planned it, what, in 2018 or 2017, mm. um, and then they pulled it because it was going to be a third-party studio, Blind Squirrel, mm-hmm. um, to do this remaster collection, and then mm-hmm. they, just, they decided, what was the quote? I have it. It was something about how you've never shipped a game before or something. Yeah, they didn't um, want to They could not anything. trust development of such an important project to a team without any completed game titles. Mm. Yikes. That's some burn right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. What? it is. I, and and uh, so maybe this has been in development for a while. I just don't understand. Are they going to put this in the new engine? Is it like the well, old character? I think it's just a engine? port. I think it's it's the old games, but upgraded but art. It's what upgraded art, gameplay, and online features. So I guess adding. it's just the eight HD. What if they got all? Because those are those are actors. <laughs> They're and, all and they, old they now. Took photos of them. <laughs> yeah, and they could they could have even got the old the photos, aged edition. You know, yeah. recut them out with scissors, which I presume they did at the time, and then took pictures of them. However, they did. And mm-hmm. That's probably how they did it. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, all games are just stop motion. Well, they were then. That, those were, and they looked like it too. I that already had I had Mortal Kombat trilogy. On the N64 20 years ago. There was a trilogy for the N64? It was called MK yeah. Trilogy, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, and that was like a really famously well-done uh, port of those three games and was super popular. Hmm. It is a different thing, though, because this is uh, the three games ported yeah. over in a collection, and Trilogy is a new game, you know, so it's okay. not quite okay. the same. Like It's it's all the characters in one. It's like Smash Ultimate. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, they Zero do- results for Undefined on the eShop. That's what I think. I think so you Nintendo- can't search by developer, I guess? Just- that's another weird thing. Shouldn't I be able to search by... Cave. You can try. There are many try problems. Try CD Projekt Red. Undefined. That's amazing that you said search by cave. Why? Because I don't think you play any cave games, but I got love cave. I sit next to you and you talk about them all day. That's true. Do you know the eShop uh, for a week, like not that long after the Switch came out, had a user review feature <laughs> where like you could give a game a star, a star rating, mm-hmm. and then a week later Nintendo pulled it, and they're like, you know, we're gonna we're reevaluating the service. It'll be back soon, and then it just never came back. No. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. So classic. It, it returned Nintendo. tons of a, a, a results for cave. But I don't know if any of them yeah. are cave games. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Do they all just have cave in the title? Yeah. Caveman Warriors. Caveman Chuck. Cave Story Plus. Yeah. Johnny Turbo's Arcade Joe and Mac Returns. Yeah. Those are cavemen. That? Caveman Ninjas. Yeah. All right. That's, there we that's, go. That's, that's what they are. Um, I noticed in the comments on our, on our article for the Mortal Kombat collection, there's a lot of nostalgia for the 3D games. Uh, people are... People are if they're of a certain age when they play them, they want to they want to revisit those. Games. Those are the dark days of MK. <laughs> Not if you were eight or nine years old playing them. Yeah, nostalgia is a powerful drug. Yeah. You know, we'll see if uh, Mortal Mortal Kombat Collection uh, turns out to be real. Well, when I saw the headline, I was like, trilogy, whatever. That would be that's cool. But I would really like that the deep cut style of collection where it's like, here's forty Mortal Kombat games: hmm. Game Gear one, the Game Boy one, and then like those you ones where like- Sub Zero just walks left to right for no reason and is in an action game. <laughs> and then there's like Mortal Kombat Annihilation that has like a giant story mode where you walk around villages, presumably decapitating people for points. Mm-hmm. But they're not. There's all these like non fighting ones. I'm really curious about those yeah you want like a legacy collection yeah a legacy collection yeah, that'd be, be really cool i agree um yeah I, you know who's good at mortal kombat 2 cj cj gibson mm-hmm. the, cl- the clearly the canadian right CJ. and only on super nintendo and if you <laughs> chat if you say oh okay you know, whatever he's like no seriously i will i will destroy you in that game <laughs> well he takes it very seriously <laughs> um yeah. by mentioning this we've now summoned him into the comments <laughs> <of> this week's <laughs> that's true <laughs> hey cj we miss Hi, you cj hey buddy that is true I have here a page from the manual from the original Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. If you, arcade cabinets have manuals? Yeah. Uh, Boy, do they. They have the whole schematic so you can fix yes. them. Yes. The the, it's like cool. six Sometimes pages long. In them. It's like 60 pages long, and the last 15 pages are like diagrams of circuit boards, and it's, it looks insane. Uh, but here's a page. If you bought a, a, a Mortal Kombat machine for your arcade in 1992, you got a manual with this page in it, and this page is dedicated to telling you how to convert your Street Fighter 2 game cabinet into a Mortal Kombat. This makes me very uncomfortable. There's a whole page in here. In the manual? Look. I don't understand what's happening Converting from a Street Fighter 2 game cabinet. So that's because uh, even Street Fighter was issued almost entirely, if not entirely, as a kit. 
And it was a conversion kit. It was to take a game, a perfectly good game, mm-hmm. maybe a good game like Zookeeper or Kangaroo, <laughs> both of which I've seen converted to Street Fighter 2, oh. and convert them. So like you would get, like you already have you know the monitor and the wood, and then everything else gets gutted. You paint over the art with black. You put a sticker on it, uh, and then you uh, take the control this panel. This one says you remove the old decals, but sure, sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, that because. Street Fighter has decal. That's what I'm saying. Like gotcha. that, that's already been done for that. But uh, yeah, so then you like you know over the control panel, you put this big generic sticker, and then you punch out the the holes, and then you you know put your joysticks in in the new new way. Like you convert the game, but each game is like a it's like converting an Xbox into a PlayStation. <laughs> They're not the same computer inside. Yeah, nothing's the same. Nothing's wired the same. So it's like it takes some work, and people still like the most common thing that collectors do now is they buy a Street Fighter game <laughs> and then they deconvert it back to the expensive, rare, cool game that it was, like Major Havoc or Tempest or something like that. That's cool. You know, so like if you're out in the wild at a pizza place and you see a Street Fighter cabinet, I can almost always say that was a blank. Because I know the contours of all these, because I'm constantly reading people's conversion threads about like how they took a you know saved a Galaga from a Street Fighter cabinet. Mm-hmm. Is this like a cheaper way of buying arcade cabinets? Well, this is a really expensive way to restore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's not. But, what but I'm why would they? Now. Why would they convert to begin? But with? Yes, yeah. so they don't have Sorry, to rebuy the wood. Right. The, yeah. 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 Saving well, on like, materials. And think about it. You Recycling. Already, you don't have to move anything. Yeah. Your entire arcade is full of giant refrigerator-sized video games, and like what like the everybody's, lazy thing yeah. you can do. Yeah. Like, they didn't have cartridges. They didn't have, you know, tapes or anything. Well, they had both those things for weird games. Well, and like, once, if the arcade was well run, they knew what it was earning, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. once something started earning less, they convert it to right. a hotter game. Yeah, exactly. And that would happen, like, really frequently a lot of times. And so these games became these, like, you know, really overused vessels for converting. But it would be really nice at the time is if they had wired, you know, the edge connector for the, the the computer board to be the same for every game, which they did with JAMA later. And then you would just take a, a new game and, like, put it in there, right? And maybe replace the marquee art. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that easy because controls were all over the place. And it's just, man, it's just a whole mess. I just, I think it's fascinating. Presumably, they could have converted any number of games to yeah, Mortal they, Kombat, but Midway was so confident <laughs> that yeah. Mortal Kombat was going to be stealing business away from Street Fighter 2 that they just wrote it into your manual. They're like, look, your Street Fighter machines are done. Yep. Here's how to convert them to. And Mortal that was Kombat. the intention, right? They're like, how are we going to compete with Street Fighter? We're going to make a fighting game with Amazing. lots of gore. <clears throat> that That's like 100% of the pitch for. From Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know, they're not like, we're going to make a more balanced, fun game that everybody's going to want to compete on. That was not what happened. Fatalities in it. Yeah. It's going to have blood. Amazing. You're you're literally going to kill your opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, All right, let's move on. Another big 2020 game has been delayed. This one, indefinitely. No new release date for Dying Light 2, oh. which is a little bit surprising to me because we had that on our E3 live show last year, and I think Lucy played it. Mm-hmm. It just had a, it had a, I think a spring 2020 release window, and now it's been delayed. No new release date. Wow. Indefinitely. Hmm. Is it gone forever? Is this vaporware? Do you think they want to move it to next gen? Is the developer yeah, Techland? Yeah. Techland. Yeah. You know what's weird? Or about it's they in pull, terrible they? disarray, and they need that amount of time because mm-hmm. we've had tons of delays recently mm-hmm. and each of those delays dependent on when it's being pushed to probably means something different about its development stage so what just got pushed pushed just a few months i forget Final what Fantasy just got, got pushed, pushed? Yeah, marvel's Final avengers Fantasy. marvel's avengers yeah and it's just by a few months so that's probably like bug polishing and fixing yeah. um but when they're talking about a game like being uh being delayed in certain certain phases it means like you're either just doing that or you're doing like a couple of asset replacements or you need to completely overhaul some features that weren't working mm-hmm. or there's some sort of political debate and you know decisions are being changed midway through yeah we haven't heard definitively of a game being moved to next gen no that i can think of not move well not, not moved. moved what about the ubisoft stuff they, did they announce anything about next gen they delayed all those games mm-hmm. well like watchdogs legion and legion gods yeah. and monsters and mm-hmm. But it's never been explicitly like, well, I mean, we could infer that they were, yeah. you know, also going to come out of next gen, but nobody said like, we're not going to put this on the current gen. And part of that is because, you know, Xbox One games are still going to work on next gen games and stuff like that. So yeah. it's very confusing. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Dying Light 2 are all Square Enix games. Mm-hmm. They all got delayed. Um, and then also it's weird that Techland is the original Dead Island developer 
And then Dead Island 2 is also this whole like, mess vaporware that's yeah. probably never coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with this developer and that yeah. family of zombie games. That's like my attitude as well. I know people really liked Dying Light. I played it, didn't care for it. So yeah. not- Well, you don't like scary games. Well, yeah, but I mean, even on like a gameplay mm-hmm. game design level, like I just wasn't my, wasn't my thing. So um, not too broken up about this one. <laughs> So in lieu of Dying Light 2, what other zombie games can people look forward to? Resident Evil 3 remake mm. coming soon. Last of Us. Last of Us 2, I guess that counts as a zombie game, right? Whatever, man. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not being trying to be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Fundamentally. No, um, I just like like certain games in fictional universes get political about like, are do you consider them zombies or not? I'm like, mm. look, it's the same. Like, Same stuff. Like, um, They're attacking me. They yeah. were once humans. Yeah. I, can't, I don't even remember the one from last year. What was the Sony exclusive? Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. It has it zombies. Days gone. It, did, days it gone. did have With zombies. The freakers. It days has, gone is what I was trying but to think. Fallen of. Order has <laughs> ridiculous zombies in it. That's true. Force zombies and witches, which are canon, and witches. Force was witches. <laughs> um, oh, and Zombie Army Four is something mm. coming in February for Switch, but not for Switch. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. That's a you got there. <laughs> did I get there? <laughs> Let's get there together. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, do you know this one? I recognize it. I can't place this is, it. This is a Sega Genesis soundtrack. Wow, it sounds crazy. Right? It's Streets of Rage 2. Cool. Yeah. Whoa, isn't that weird? I know. Streets of Rage is one of the most banging soundtracks of all time. Oh my goodness. It sounds crazy for a yeah. Sega Genesis, right? Yeah. Anyway, amazing. Wow. Uh, Half-Life Alex is apparently done. They're polishing it, fixing it up, and it is not going to miss its March release window. You think it has a release date? Yeah, it has a release date. I thought we saw it today. I think it might be March 2020 officially. I think it's just it? March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Valve said, right now we're primarily polishing, fixing bugs, which is where we'd hope to be at this point in the development cycle. We're confident we'll hit our intended release. We let the Valve time happen before we announce it. I think they said the it's the 15th. I'm looking. Let's find okay. Sure, but I don't think it's, I think it's just March. Said March. Yeah. Well, why would you not announce your date? I know, you're, you're two months away. They claim, like, no, 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 no. The game's done. Mm-hmm. We already baked in the Valve time. It's done. It's coming out. But they're like, what day? And I'm like, we're not going to tell you sometime that. Sometime in this <laughs> month. I mean, maybe they're worried about their day one patch, and they want to give themselves yeah. a little you bit You know it's going to be, like, March 29th, right? Uh, That's what. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's still March 2020, and I just remember, like, we're, we have, like, a, a whiteboard of all our release yeah. dates, and, mm-hmm. like, 
March is moving around a lot right yep. now. So I was thinking like, well, what did we move about this? But yeah, we just still uh, have life. That sucks. I love how Valve being Valve and I love Valve Portal 2 who's I think my second favorite game of this generation. Or is that last generation? Anyway, last gen. yeah. love Valve, but they're so notorious for their game delays. Yeah. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> well, <laughs> that they, even, don't, they don't need to delay a game that they ha- didn't announce yeah. for years and yeah. was clearly in development. That's the but whole, thing, we baked in Valve time previously. Even in comments. their AMA, where they're like, no, 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 we promise you, it's yeah. done. In the back of my head, I'm like, that game's coming out in September. Well, like, so, <laughs> so this is what I was speaking to earlier that I didn't want to spoil necessarily, is that like a, a game being feature complete means like it's playable from beginning to end, but that mm. means there could be like, you know, filler assets, like everything is block mesh and you're not actually playing through anything. Mm. Um, so that could be beta and that could be alpha. I may have consulted a developer friend on this wow. previous to the segment. So that can either be alpha or beta. Um, and so if you're close to March and you're still firm on your release date for March, it means just bug fixing. And it could be like trickier bugs or it could be really simple stuff. But if that's what they're sticking to, it means at this point, like yeah. effectively, um, as my, my developer friend had said, March is basically tomorrow for developers. So it's, oh, it's gotta be done. But, um, cause Keely had played, uh, half-life Alex in like November, I That's think, right. and yeah. said it was playable from yeah. beginning to end. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily, like somebody saying being playable from beginning to end doesn't necessarily mean like, Oh, the game is done. It'll be ready for tomorrow. It could be any range of alpha beta within that until mm-hmm. gold master. Or and that just happened with cyberpunk. Gold. Yes, exactly. Same Which statement is, was made. So exactly the same statement was made, but that one's delayed to September, meaning they probably have a lot more mm-hmm. work to do. So now, it playable from beginning to end is totally code for a part of a development cycle that's yeah. right post bug, pre bug fixing. Yeah, it's basically their so deadline funny. that they aim for for at least alpha so that the developers who are working on the game have a good sensibility of what this game is actually going to look like so that they can yeah. problem solve in accordance to the overall vision. But every production um, is different. So can it's, you get them you to send really it to us when that happens? Cool. It. You want to just play through through like block mesh? And- yeah. And just polygonal. That's yeah. like like playable like beginning, yeah. playable beginning to end and feature complete does not mean that game is done. Exactly, it means that that game has large portions of the world that yeah. are still blocky and like mm-hmm. unfinished, but you can play through it. Technically, yeah. So they have the levels, yeah. they have the general overview of the story, and they can speak to how long roughly the game is. And that's very different than what they're claiming for Half Life Alex, where they're like, oh no, like it's completely finished. Yeah. Doing very but if they're sticking to March, it really does mean they're completely finished, as opposed to Cyberpunk, where yeah, that's what I mean. there's a bit yeah. more of a range. Yeah, yeah. Valve is the developers in a weird position. The last game it shipped was Artifact. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that one? The Dota mm-hmm. card. Nobody does. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the card game. Guys, what do you think head crabs are going to look like in VR gross. when they're on your face? So gross. Just tendrils. They're kind of like now. yeah, flat. Probably some like saliva. Do they cover your eyes? They're over your whole face. Yeah. yeah. So it's just going to be a bunch of guts. Yeah. yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And juices. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> juices. Guts and juices. I don't know how, I, like, Half-Life is not a horror game, but it's spooky. Yeah. yeah. And like in it's VR, like, that's like going to be too. amped up to 11, right? So I'm kind of curious about, like, did they feel like they had to dial back the intensity or like, it's a very, like, the same thing plays and experiences very differently in VR. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about that. Like a Resident Evil VR, VR Resident oh, Evil gosh. 7 VR. Yeah. Never in a million years yeah. would I do that. <laughs> Tried it for like it's 20 so minutes. Unpleasant. Never again. This is like, I, I don't know. Like I know hype is through the roof for Alex, but I don't even think it's like quite high enough. It's like overwhelmingly the most high profile AAA VR experience that's ever been made. But uh, at the same time, it'll probably be the least played Half-Life game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just from the fact that it's in VR. Need I remind everyone that in Europe, VR compatibility <laughs> is the least wanted next-gen feature <laughs> yeah. for their consoles? We'll put that on our next poll. That is sad. Yeah. That like we're, we're, we're not to a point where there's like at least like a, a VR audience. It's just I think like, there is. There is. You think so? Yeah, it's just it's not as so widespread small. or mainstream as the rest of the gaming audience. I, 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 I mean that specifically, like a mainstream wedge of the audience with like defenders and people out there and stuff like that. Like it's overwhelming negativity when we write about VR stuff. I think it's turning. I, you know, it's like the VR industry has sort of cried wolf for many years. We're like, this is the year that mm-hmm. VR arrives. But like, I think yeah. in 2020, I, I think it really is. I was sharing some stats, you know, earlier where. In IGN deals, which is something that I'm in charge of at IGN, like the Quest really, really broke through in 2019. It was crazy popular. It was one of the best-selling items, you know, in that column of the year. 
and it was and remains sold out and backordered. They're selling as many of them as they can make, as fast as they can make them. And the Valve Index is also sold out in every single country yeah. now. And that um, was a follow-up to how Half-Life Alex being announced. Mm-hmm. So it's a specific correlation there, too. And so there, um, I really think the Quest, you, you know, wireless VR with, like, no complications, no nothing, just put it on and go, mm-hmm. like, really did break through in a way that, like, no other VR product, hardware product did. Um and there's a, a, I wish I could shout out the domain. There's a domain that like tracks uh, stats of who's in, who's playing VR games on Steam. Hmm. And it's had this massive spike. Like there's more people va- playing VR games on Steam, you know, in January 2020. Like it's like more than three times what it's ever been before. And hey. this is what people have consistently said VR needs to be successful is like big IPs. A and yeah. Exactly. A killer app. So who knows with Half-Life Alex? The industry is like easy to make fun of because it has these made up graphs where it's like slow, 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 slow. They're like, But we're predicting next year this mm-hmm. giant spike. But like, I think it's actually happening this time. Do you, uh, Half-Life Alex is, is announced for Windows based uh, VR platforms. That's like the way they're saying it. And the Quest. Does that mean that the Quest is included? Well, I don't uh, know about Quest. It's, that's the yeah, lower that's its own store and its yeah. own platform and everything. They confirmed it's going to work with the Quest, but the r- detail I don't know is does it require the cable or not? Ah, okay. The, hmm. Like Rift connectivity cable to plug it into a PC. I'm not completely positive on that. But the Quest is low powered on its own without that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I am anxious to check out a new Half Life game. Oh, I should have played that one before Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, let's share what we've been playing. Who would like to go first? You should go first. You never go first. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played and reviewed the Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha collection uh, for IGN. And that's a collection of... So Psycho is a, an arcade shoot-em-up developer from the 90s. They're, they're very popular. This collects six of their games. Uh, it's the Strikers 1945, one through three, Dragon Blaze and all the four of those games are awesome. Nice. Uh, anyway, it's just a collection of like really most for the most part really really fun retro arcade shooters, and they're it's awesome to play them on the Switch because you can detach the Joy Cons, play your Switch in vertical mode, use the flip grip accessory, and they just look so cool playing them that way. It's something that's totally unique. Have you guys about seen the that the flip grip mm-hmm. where it's like uh, you're playing the shooter with the full uh, vertical. Well, so pop the Joy Cons off sc- screen. It looks so cool. Yeah, it's and like we have it, the it, Switch it, here. It's a lot of screen. So it's like this, and yeah, there's a there's a um, mm. an accessory that oh, hold them. It holds right. everything. So for a vertical yeah, shooter, yeah, yeah. you see so yeah. much of the game. It's yeah. actually it just like looks I so think cool. a taller screen than what was originally in the games too, because they weren't like they're four by three. Yeah, so the, it's it's no, really good. Looking. Looks great. Uh, and I've, I've I've been playing all retro stuff. I've also been playing Doom, just Doom. Game's, How's it feel? Game's great. Feels really good. It's like so fun. Isn't it smooth? Satisfying to play today, and it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like you nothing get else. Lost in that game, though. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's just like a corridor shooter, and there's not really anything like that. That's just a dead simple corridor shooter yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played I played Doom within the last few years. The so fun. The uh, the monster clouds. It's always really funny to yeah. me. Yeah, that's always really good. What's the matter? I just made a joke. No, oh, well, I what? said except for Doom Eternal. <laughs> 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 Apparently, it's very good. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even that it. is not as dead simple as Doom right. used to be. So yeah, was kind of my point. But mm-hmm. that's what I've been playing. Tina, how about you? Uh, I've been playing Witcher Three finally on Switch, which I decided was not oh. a great decision. But you went with it. I went with it anyway. I mean, it was over the holiday break that I had planned on playing, so I figured transportation, travel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, it's not the graphical fidelity is not as great as yeah. apparently it will be on next gen. Um, but I'm obsessed with it. I've hit the point where I'm like fully in it. I've, I've exited out of the intro world and I'm, so I think a lot of people know the storyline by now. It's, it's a fairly older game and you're going to look for Siri and it's this one main plot line, but I'm like kind of juggling two quests and two people who are carrying me through that quest. So it's Kira and it's the Baron. And I find them both really fascinating as characters. Their storylines have unrolled in a really natural progression. And I like that I'm able to target one main goal by kind of going off in these other tangents. It just, it feels, it doesn't feel contrived at all, which a lot of like mission designs do. It's just very like fetch questy, like go here. Of course this person needs a favor first, which there's a lot of that embedded in it, but it's the way that they roll it out alongside dialogue and the narrative makes it feel a lot more like comprehensible as a lived in story. That way you describe it reminded me of Red Dead 2. 
I mean, it's like yeah. you can pick the character you're most interested in and kind of pursue those storylines. Exactly. There isn't like one linear direction that you can take the story in, even though ultimately it kind of is linear. But the way that you're able to kind of juggle between the two and like meet new and interesting characters and they're all great. I love Kira. I love the Baron as flawed as he is as a character. What's the coolest monster you've seen? Um, I, I beat a golem recently and like, cool. damn, he was difficult. It was took it, a long time. Like it's really big, right? Yeah. Since, yeah. Big rocky guy. Yeah. But, and you, yeah. And you can like wear them down over a long mm-hmm. period of time. Yeah. Right? So I, I've been kind of favoring our monsters in that game, which is really cool. Um, I know you like the magic trap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of people like Igni or whatever, the fire one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the shield one because it makes combat a yeah. little bit I easier. was telling you, I, I think the shield is really helpful. It, it's just there's a, a stopping point for it being helpful based mm-hmm. on the game. And, and so it's like I just felt bad putting my skill points in it initially. But I did the same thing. Like it was totally early game. It's, a, it's yeah. what you should do. It, it gives it a little bit of an easier curve because the combat can be kind of tricky. Yep. But I love it. I'm obsessed. And even Roach is great. Yeah, Roach is a great Yeah, horse. he's got a lot of personality. Or she. Or she. It's unclear. Roach seems it's, like a, yeah, I was, a dude horse name. I don't know. It's a game I keep meaning to He names to every to. horse, Roach. If it was Red Dead, we would know. Yeah, we would know, unfortunately. Anatomically I, I, speaking. Yes, we understand. <laughs> Are you I, sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, can you explain what you mean? Well, see, in the winter, <laughs> it's, when it's cold. It's incorrect horse <laughs> Uh, anatomy uh, yeah uh, to do that because most people would ride geldings and that would not be as obvious and Mm. so it's unfortunate that they chose to go with that horse lore you should not ride a stallion unless you want to get killed yep all right sam hi what'd you Uh, play him okay well i had a show and tell for what i was playing Mm. and i didn't bring it so i don't know whether to talk about it or not Uh, that's uh, sonic the hedgehog 2 on tiger toys yeah that's true It's a terrible tiger toy yep. that has Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on it that's so loud that people in the office are already upset by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been playing that. Mm-hmm. What's that? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, man. Oh, How yeah. did you miss that? I don't know. I'm that's probably in meetings, point. I guess. You yeah, you I haven't heard, heard you the... play it at all. Oh, I, I it saw it. Incredibly it loud. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's so funny. Sonic runs to the runs to the right and this LCD screen not, uh, which is a weird way of describing it because it's not a screen but it's like you know like watch graphics and like Sonic barely anything's moving on screen but every once in a while you hit a loop and it just puts this ring on screen and like the, the Sonic just like dots around it it looks so bad that's funny but that's that's the joke when I want to show everybody but I, I have been playing uh, two games uh, for the first time ever in arcades which I've been enjoying one of and that is the new Stranger Things pinball machine mm. uh, which is terrible it's one of the worst pinball machines I've ever played in my entire life oh, no. cool. but the gimmick is that it has and I haven't played this one because it's not out yet because they ship later uh, but there's a projector like down by the flippers that that actually projects imagery onto a screen and some ramps and stuff like that and that can so it looks it should look like it's morphing the pro model that's out now doesn't even have that so it's like this boring fan pattern really lame integration of Stranger Things. There's just nothing to do in it. It's so bad. Very disappointing. Uh, there's another game that just came out too, uh, the new Elvira game. Hmm. And it's really cool. It has her uh, doing a bunch of the cutscenes and, and, and intro, introing stuff. And, and But the whole theme is... Uh, bad movies and they're, they're actual movies so it's like mystery science theater crop of movies and it plays scenes from them and stuff like that but the coolest thing is that it has an interactive haunted mansion and has all these entrances you shoot the ball into and it's just fun and goofy and feels like an 80s game and i thought that was really cool that's cool. what i've been playing cool i kept it short oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. real short okay <laughs> justin uh i've been playing through super mario 64 i've been cool. continuing on my nintendo 64 journey and also playing some retro games um I think the last time I ranked like my favorite games of all time, Mario 64 was third. Mm. Um, so in my mind, if it's like, Justin, do you know that game inside now? I'd be like, yeah, of course. But like in replaying it, I'm doing like a deep replay, a full replay. And I've come to the realization that there's worlds and stars in that game that I have not seen mm. since the nineties. Yep. Like I think when I'm like, Oh man, I want to play Mario 64. I pick it up and you know, do the secret slide and you know, get scared by the eel and like, you know, get 30 or 40 stars, then put it down and move on. And like, I had completely forgotten that there's a little big land. Like there's a land where everything's giant and Mario's really level. tiny. Yeah. It's so good. Like I'd it's kind of janky too. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's the most like buggy and janky. when you get really big and it shrinks, yep. it's like, yep. you, you just kind of like, everything just doesn't look right. And you can fall off the edge. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, and like, I'd forgotten about parts of dire dire docs too. So like, it's been a really fascinating, I don't know if I'm actually going to 120 star it, but I think I'm at like, you know, 75 or 80. And Have you so, got to the level where you raise the water based on going into yeah, it? And that, that's such a water temple level. It's yeah. so annoying now to play yeah. that. Yeah. And like I completed, you know, Tall Tall Mountain is my favorite world in the I game. Love it. Did everything in love that it. one. The long um, jump is so fun in that level. You can just cruise. 
I think I've come to the realization that like, cause I also played through Banjo Kazooie and Summon Donkey Kong 64 oh. and like Mario 64 is like such an achievement in mm. 3d game design and Nintendo leapfrogging, you know, coming hot on the heels of the super Nintendo. It's unbelievable that that game exists and is as big as an excellent as it is. But like it, it, I'm coming around a little bit to like, I don't know, maybe it's not that great. <laughs> like maybe it's not you as think, like, good. The other, the 3d platforms that came after it are actually better. Yeah. I think Banjo Kazooie is probably a better game than Mario 64. Better music. Yeah. Um, I think Odyssey is the only game that's approached a 3d Mario love, platformer love as, as even, even close. And even like, I thought maybe a year in, I wouldn't feel that way or two years in, but I, I really think Odyssey is wonderful still. And Mario 64 and then everything in between that. It's okay. I like Sunshine better than Galaxy games. I still there's a difference between your favorite games of all time and the best games of all time. Sure. Like Mario sixty four came along at a time in my life I was eleven or twelve and got an N sixty four. It's just absolutely mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's never gonna be dethroned in my top five. <laughs> yeah. But objectively, if there is such a thing, it's like, well, I don't know. There's parts of this game that are like game developers figured out things about making three D worlds later that Mario sixty four yeah. does not have the benefit of. Yeah. I could see it feeling like a first generation. Nintendo 64, first generation 3D game. Yep. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Ooh, what was that? Death in Castlevania something. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's the what... title is Like a Nightmare, so it could be Castlevania, but I'm not certain exactly what game it's from. Mm. Anyway, listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Scott did. Scott says, last week you went through all the games getting delayed but I wanted to know if you'd share your insights on Vanished games. Games are announced that looked really cool, but just went radio silence ever since. Mm. For example, I loved Firewatch and only vaguely know the developers work on some Egyptian game. Seems to have been years now with no news. Ooh, bad news for you on that one. <laughs> I imagine working at IGN, you've come across a lot of these that most of us gamers probably didn't hear or see much about. Would love to hear you guys talk about them. Uh, P.S. Thanks for the Slay the Spire recommendation. I am beyond addicted. Slay the Spire is chef's kiss. Uh, he's mentioning, he's meaning, uh, in the Valley of the Gods, <clears throat> but that developer was bought by Valve. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's another in-house developer of Valve. So and then, who knows what they're working on? No, they announced, they announced that game's on hold. Oh, okay. There you go. Justin knows. <laughs> yeah. The developer has put on, you know, they're writing lore and writing dialogue and story for other Valve projects. I wonder if they worked on Half-Life Alex. <laughs> yeah. Hard to say. I have a little list. Does yeah, anyone, I was going to say, did you bring a list? But does anyone else have? I don't know if any of The one that always jumps out at me, games. Like Rockstar announced a game and then it was like re-announced. Agent. Agent. <laughs> and like, but they never showed it. So I don't know how much of that game actually ever existed. Mm-hmm. It, it was announced at Sony's E3 conference in 2009, I want to say. Yeah. It was Rockstar was making this Agent game. So it must have had a deal in place with Sony that like fell through. and then. Yeah. I think that one always sticks out to me because Rockstar is a habit of like, Stuff will appear 10 years later. Like L.A. Noire was like vaporware, right? And then it was finished and was released. So I think part of people are still holding out hope that part of whatever they wrote for Agent could yeah. rematerialize someday. Maybe. The trademark was abandoned last year. Ah, oh, rip. Oof. That's 10 years on. So mm. wouldn't uh, count on that one. I have a really good one. This is going to take you guys back. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Yeah. Six Days in Fallujah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The game was never officially canceled. Hmm. Originally oh. to be published by Konami... Uh, Konami backed out a week after that game was announced uh, and it caused all the controversy. Wow. Um, and then the developers like soldiered on and said, yeah, it's still going to come out. Our last article on it was from 2010. <laughs> IGN's headline is six days in Fallujah finished, still coming out. See, there you go. That's another one of those it's done ones. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of bugs. <laughs> and that was like, there was, uh, we already talked about Dead Island 2. Maybe Beyond Good and Evil 2 is, is vaporware. Yeah, that's I weird. don't know that that's game. It's been like two years yeah, since yeah. we haven't heard it. It wasn't even at E3 last year, right? Yeah, yeah that's the weirdest thing is when it skips the big events that Ubisoft's yeah. at. I, yeah. Why not just check in? Yeah. There's been a bunch of those. We actually have a roundup story of all the games that missed E3 last mm-hmm. year. Um, mine is, I mean, I guess it was only announced two years ago, 2018 uh, Game Awards, but it's Dragon Age 4. We just haven't heard a peep mm. from them. We have a logo. No, not a logo. It was like a little teaser trailer mm-hmm. Yeah, with yeah. some concept art mm-hmm. or the tarot card trading art. I think it was, that ru- was rumored, or I don't know if this was confirmed, that it was restarted. You know, yeah. Restarted. Redone from scratch. Like yeah, it was, um, it was supposedly they had a Dragon Age project in the works. Yeah. And then they canceled that project, but then they took scraps of the ideas for Dragon, what's going to become Dragon Age 4 formally. I think it's like five years away, you know? Like. Yeah. So yeah, some of these probably are still in the cycle. It's just, it was weird how they introduced them and then they went dark. I mean, yeah. Metroid Prime 4 is like that too. Mm-hmm. 
It's like they told us what happened to the game, which is good, but we've heard that about other games that now are a decade missing, you know, and I don't want that to happen for Metroid Prime 4. I mean, you got to put you got to put like Half-Life 3 on this list or Half-Life Episode 3, I should say. Yeah. But I don't know that that was ever officially announced. I think it was just implied. And oh, no, was, we did. They did because there was concept art. Yeah. But also that was unofficially canceled because the lead writer on the game um, had come out with a blog post about what the storyline was going to be, which is effectively admitting like, all right, this is done. This isn't happening. We can yeah. expose this. It doesn't work That's at Valve funny. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, time, time Splitters 4 was announced. Really? Yeah. Dude, but I, I mean, like Time Splitters games. 10 years ago. And then just, mm. I think THQ Nordic owns the rights to that franchise now, but you know, who knows? I, I think years ago they were like, yeah, we're still exploring what to do with the Time Splitters oh, franchise. Uh, remember Wild? Oh, yeah. The game Wild? With a Y? Uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Ansel, I believe. No, it's just Wild. W-I-L-D. Is that the. No, that wasn't the chimp one. No, that's Ancestors. That, oh, right, one, right. that one actually came out wild, but it's in like a prehistoric setting, but also there's like fantastical elements, like a giant snake woman, and you can possess different animals, and it just looked really cool. Uh, it was at uh, Paris Games Week on Sony stage years ago, mm-hmm. and then just nothing <laughs> since then. Oh, boy. Deep Down was a game from Capcom that was yeah. uh, at the uh, PlayStation 4's unveiling, and then the, months later at TGS, they showed it again, but I don't think we've seen it since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some sort of RPG. Yeah, it was supposed to be Capcom's like uh, Soulsy style game was the yeah. scuttlebutt. Yeah, and then there's Tekken Cross Street Fighter because when they announced so Street Fighter Cross Tekken actually came out, but when they announced those games, they're like, we're going to do both of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Still waiting on that one. Hmm. Seems a little unnecessary. It seems like just one game would cover off on Street Fighter and Tekken. And maybe the sales indicated that that was enough. Yeah. Then why do it? But it's okay. There's actually a, an easy way to convert Street Fighter Cross Tekken to Mortal Kombat Cross Tekken. Do you see the? <laughs> did you see the Injustice tease? By the way, speaking of Mortal Kombat, I thought that was debunked. Did you guys see this? <laughs> okay. There's a there's a clip. So the Joker's in um Mortal in Mortal Kombat, and on their Twitter they put up a clip of these two Jokers fighting, and they're like you know, what about a third Joker? And he's like, a third? That would be an injustice. Mm. And everyone assumed it was hinting <laughs> at Injustice 3. But then Ed Boom was like, "Oh no, no, in, no. he's like, no, 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 in no way was this a tease for Injustice <laughs> just, 3. Just, and I'm like, <laughs> This is what happens What's when we have these then? incremental hype like schedules. Like People read into everything. Mm-hmm. The same thing actually happened when I was remembering all the Dragon Age 4 uh, announcements. Um, part of it was, we, we actually have an article that we should probably update, uh, but it's a news story about how we were speculating that there was going to be Dragon Age 4 news on like December something mm-hmm. of last year because mm-hmm. they were tweeting cryptically about yeah. it. Oh, like we, no. we all jump no. to these conclusions now because that's how it's done. The the There's a new comic book coming out about there being three Jokers and so some people think they're making some joke tie into the comic but it's like they the voice acting leans so hard into yeah. the word injustice. The whole, the whole thing's so <laughs> funny and weird to me. That's pretty good. What about the Superman game? Did that ever Which get one? The, is there anything? There's like the Rocksteady is like supposed to be making. Oh, Superman or making yeah, Justice League. Or anything Rocksteady. Yeah, anything Rocksteady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we know there's some yeah, kind of thing with a police logo now. Yep. No, but that's not them. Well, that's, that's not Rocksteady. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's right. That's Montreal. That's, uh, I just Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just been such a long the time since the Rocksteady yeah. game, yeah. too. Yeah. Not I just Montreal. But My mistake. You knew They're good at keeping secrets. WB Montreal. WB Montreal, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Skull and Bones. <laughs> yeah, that might be Vapor. Also, another Ubisoft uh, in a minute. game. Yeah. Yes, it has. Also skipped E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Hard to bring that back out, especially considering Sea of Thieves, you know, isn't, you know, didn't mm-hmm. cert- cert- exactly set the world on fire. Now they're going to come out, we've still got that multiplayer-only <laughs> Pirates game, everybody. Not yeah. that one, not that one, the other one. <laughs> well, maybe it adds fatalities. <laughs> maybe it adds fatalities. All right, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions, but check out how amazing this music is. This is another Sega Genesis game. This is X-Men 2. Wait for it. Oh. Yeah. This isn't even the amazing part. It sounds like a Damie song. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. It gets better. This is such a jam. How is this Sega Genesis music? I don't know how they, yeah, like, it doesn't seem like they would be able to generate these tones and those cartridges. Also, that system's mono. It doesn't have stereo. <laughs> it's incredible. I had, Amazing. I'd have a talk, you were my skull and bones, very quickly. Oh, yeah. I'd have a talk with my five-year-old daughter, The Talk, as it's known, hmm. where I had to explain to her <laughs> that pirates in stories and in cartoons are really fun and silly and they go on adventures, but real-life pirates were horrible villains. <laughs> 
because she because we were just like talking about pirates and i'm like no pirates in real life like killed people like they were horrible but in stories and books they just go mm-hmm. on fun adventures and mm-hmm. steal treasure yeah. and they're like your friend and they, or they, they find treasure so they don't yeah. have to be yeah. Funny, yeah. right yeah <laughs> they follow the map yeah and, I, and they always try to like robin hood them up now yeah it's like they're actually trying to help our families like nah, yeah this is lived on a ship with a bunch of guys so we had the pirate talk this weekend stuff. it was great. the <laughs> talk every parent has to have yeah <laughs> i don't look forward to the pirate talk <laughs> Uh, all right, our, our, our 28 questions suggestion this week comes from Pamitha from an undisclosed location. What the hell? We undefined, always, undisclosed. We always undefined. That's called hard mode, Pamitha. You got to tell us where you're from so yeah. we can have a clue. Let the questioning okay. begin. Uh, did this game, was this game originally released on a cartridge? No. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Same question, disc. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> so digital? I mean, Downloady or arcade only? Mm. Yeah. Was this game originally released on a uh, like an eShop or Xbox Live style digital release platform? No. What is going on? It's probably an arcade. Is this even so a video arcade-y. game? You can't. We don't do this for movies. It could be pinball. Yeah, it could be pinball. It's probably an arcade game. Was this an arcade game? Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. Is it a fighting game? <laughs> is it a fighting game? No. Could this That's game fine. have been converted into a Street Fighter 2? No, we already covered fighting game. No, no, but could it have been, oh, okay. could it have been converted into a Street Fighter 2 the year Street Fighter 2 came out or, before, you know, or after? Yes. What year did Street Fighter 2 come out? 91. 91. Okay, so it's an <laughs> arcade game from before Is 91. the developer still around? <laughs> kind of. It's an Atari game. <laughs> yeah, or any of the Midway. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Williams? They make Williams and Bally make uh, uh, exercise equipment and uh, slot machines now. Was this game uh, developed in the United States? Yes. Ooh. Could be Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> yes, it could have. Uh, is this game, um, have? Do you, do you play an animal in this game? No. <laughs> uh, is Dig Dug an animal? <laughs> is Dig Dug animal? Is it side-scrolly? No. That's mm. 10. Maybe a racing game? Yeah, or a single screen. Why this game mm. is great? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dig Dog talks uh, like an animal. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, is this? Right, I'm thinking of Cubert. My bad. Yeah, Dig Dog is pretty silent. But when every time his foot moves uh, or her foot moves, uh, that makes it's, a little uh, notes. Great. Do you remember who Dig Dog's son is? Oh Mr. yeah, Mr. Driller. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. All right, canon deep lore. <laughs> uh, was this game from before 1983? The video game Crash. Yes. Whoa. Mm. And wait, do I was it was not was it developed in the United States? Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay, that we're totally gonna. Well. Does this game use a joystick? <sighs> uh, I don't think so. Because there's spinners, yeah, trackballs, centipede, and yoke controllers. Wasn't centipede a trackball game? Trackball. Mm-hmm. You shooting bugs in this game? Nope. <laughs> it's not Galaga. It's not Centipede. Um, now, is that 13? 13. So it's not Donkey Kong 3 either. Yeah, good point. Um, are you, is this a space game? No. Wow, no bugs, no space. That was, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I got overconfident. I'm like, we're obviously going to get this, the early arcade era, but now I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. Robotron is those things, but it has a joystick. And it, it was developed in the oh, United I States. Oh, I bet it's Tempest. Are you, aren't you in space? Oh, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> unclear. I think you're in a, the developer's dream Undefined. It is stars, though. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. We need Tempest lore. Um, how about this? I, is, it, is, it, is it played on a single screen? Can you cliff like as opposed to like, like multiple screen? monitors? Well, no, that uh, side scrolling what didn't exist before 1983. Really, okay, good point. Well, uh, but there's, Tempest, there's like, single screens that move to the right though. Yeah, and that's a good point. I, we don't need to ask that question. I was thinking about games like Robotron that takes place mm-hmm. in a single room. Yeah, um, but I will withdraw my question. For Zerk, <laughs> that's in multiple rooms. Okay, how about uh, and you don't play as an animal? Um, company tr- might still be around. Tron I wish I knew the controller situation. Tron would be interesting. Is this based on a license? No. Okay. Um, Boss never return alive. 
It could be... Streets of Rage 2. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just think of how to narrow this down. I know. Do you know if it's... Would you know if I asked if it was a vertical or horizontal monitor? I, I couldn't answer You can't answer that? Okay. Uh, is this game uh, playable at California Extreme every year? I mean, I would have... <laughs> you Pull really want to answer that? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get a sense of like common... Like what was like uh what was there was like rally but that you know that's Namco like were there any Western made racing games from that early? Can't think. Yeah, of you want to ask if it's, like, if it's like a, a well known game or a well received game? Yeah, is this a a well loved game? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh no, that makes it that puts the pressure on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you do shoot a gun in it, or you shoot? You shoot I said you it? don't shoot bugs. Don't shoot bugs. What else is there? And you're not in space. Yeah. No. Definitely not in space. Are you underground? Definitely. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it could be Dig Dug. Wait a second. Maybe <laughs> Wait a second. shooty thing. Space Invaders is not in space. Space Invaders is on the ground. Oh, it could be Missile Command. could be Missile Command. can't be Space Invaders because that's not American-made. Yeah. Is this an Atari game? Yes. Okay. It, it's trackball Missile Command. You shooting down missiles in this game? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Missile Command? It is Missile Command 1980. Hey, I recognize the song for once. That was Vector Man. Yeah, good job. Good job. Uh, yeah, 1980. That's a really good one. Missile Command. That's a really fun game. Missile Command has a really cool end screen that I'll pull up. And also, oh, it's just, uh, that's the game over, the flashing red yeah, game over? Yeah, a friend of our, a friend of the show uh, uh, wrote a book about Missile Command. Yeah. Um, let me see. But yeah, that game uses a trackball, and the trackball is a bowling ball-sized trackball. It's bigger, and it'll pinch the heck out of your fingers <laughs> when you play it. And then there's a, a another there's a sit-down in, yep. internal cabinet, okay. which is really rare. And then there's also a miniature, and that's yeah. the one I owned. And that's also a trackball. So the all three. Mo- yeah, but the miniature have- has a smaller trackball. Okay. Yeah. And it is uh, it is Atari made, and Atari at the time said we're not putting joysticks in our games, even though they grabbed Dig Dug from Japan and published it. Yeah, that was an Amco developed game. Mm. Atari published it here. That has a joystick, nothing else. They're like, no, yeah, that's we're going to be creative, and every game we're going to put out is going to have a weird controller. What could go wrong? Like just like Paperboy. Yeah, that like flashes. Yeah, mm. the end. It's real. It's and obviously this is part of the. Um, there's no way to win. You're just going to die in a nuclear holocaust in this, and you're defending the last remaining cities. It's like real life. It is the worst, like, Cold War scare game. It's just, it's, it's a really tense, scary game, and it's interesting that people went to arcades to, like, play something like that. Yeah. It was, like, part of the, part of the whole zeitgeist. Growing up, I was afraid of killer bees and nuclear war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Red Dawn? Yeah. I mean, well, that wasn't a nuclear war. That was like Invasion of the Russians. Close enough. I liked that movie. Like, are there <laughs> games now that are that like existentially dark? I guess zombies are what we do now for that, right? That's true. That's yeah. the post But like, like Last of Us Fallout is pretty, pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that, that tradition carried on. I bet that's the first game you can attribute to something like that. Besides like Death Race, which is about running people over for points. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chiller. Chiller. Uh, <laughs> Missile Command was 1980, but I was looking uh, for some like materials to share uh, on the game, and I found this game. There's an arcade game called Missile Command from 1976. Oh, it's like very early. Oh, that's, that's a really black neat. and white flyer. Mm-hmm. Something. So, it's a, so they didn't do their due diligence in figuring out whether they should put out this titled game the second time. Well, I'm sure this. You can just do whatever Command you want back then. It was the 70s as, and 80s. I can't even tell by that screen what, what the gameplay even is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. No one was really remembering this Missile Command in 1980. Yeah, for sure. Probably. That's really cool. Thank you for the suggestion, Pamitha. If you guys have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com. I think that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. That's all I got. Wait. Thanks, Tina. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Taya. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.